Hello and welcome to your Wednesday dose of wealth wisdom with me, Daniel Kennedy, your host, joined by the auspicious Louis Carter, who is going to be the project manager for Steadfast Construction and Design. Today, we are talking about the reality of doing a HMO build for other landlords. Are there pros of having a build team? Um, And because we have to now keep them busy, uh, is it worth it versus the risk? Because if somebody's job goes awry, the, the, the responsibility is squarely squarely on our shoulders and it could affect the other businesses they're all in, interlinked and synergistically linked so just like raising the finance you don't pay one person back you're not going to be able to raise anymore and now this can bleed over into the other companies if we were to do a poor job on the hmo that could then bleed into the um, property side of business and having that risk of being able to well, you, you have to keep your team employed because you need to pay them and you don't want to be paying them to doing nothing. And that's a reality. So you have to do jobs for other landlords in between ours. And we're going to be discussing the risk of if that's worth it. And in summary, uh, yes, it is. So podcast over. Thanks for joining us. Right. Just kidding. Um, it is worth the risk because the difference of price and the difference of finish is no comparison in compared to the when you're using a main contract and there's a lot more control um, and the, the one thing that's a big difference between your job and somebody else's job i found is that there was a hell of a lot more of an emotional attachment involved to the job like i wanted things to be perfect and it was quite stressful when things were going left and right and as they do on building sites so lou has joined us for the beginning of the seven bed on edge baston road east and how are you finding working with the team yeah this um it's there's a lot of tough work in there. There's a constant balance of trying to keep people motivated and uh, moving the job forwards. It's a bit of an art and a science to it. Um, so what's your role going to be within the company for those of the people who don't know? It will be um, overseeing the project from start till finish. So taking on a, you know, a standard residential house that might not have any um, permission for commercial use um, and converting that to um, a fully functioning um, multi-bedroom, seven-bedroom, for example, property um, to house lots of unrelated people. Um, and we'll be, I'll, I'll be dealing with collecting materials. That's a very professional way of saying HMO. He, he yeah. develops HMOs. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, taking it from, from start till finish um, yeah. with the team, using materials, make sure they got the right tools everything in place um, for them to do their magic on the property. It's good. So what I very, very, really quickly realized and undermated grossly was the amount of time it would take to manage accounts, get materials and all the back end stuff of running a company. Um, And it probably takes up a good 40 to 50% of my day. And when I'm running a few companies, um, we had to, pull back on some of the services that we provided and so louis is here to replace myself my role within the company and eventually steadfast will be its own entity separate from myself uh, as we let it fly the nest as we were and so every job for, for louis you're essentially going to be doing it for other people um, whereas there's a bit of a difference when i do my jobs and when i do somebody else's job it's very very different the standard's the same um, but the it's very emotionally taxing having to deal with um, stuff that I know how I want it to be, and then maybe the the landlord has some changes that they want to make, and it can then push out the whole job. It's very difficult to manage the timelines because initially I thought we would be in Lincoln now, 
uh, doing the job up there. But because of the extended timelines and people changing and the extras, uh, the jobs have just taken a lot, lot longer. And, and as we go on, we'll learn more and more about realistic timelines. And like I very nearly took on a 26 bed and then also a 38 bed, which would have been an absolute, sorry, a 32 bed, which would have been an absolute disaster because that would be a year job now that I'm aware of the timelines. However, I do think it's still worth it. So although when when Louis gets more settled in the role and is able to run the company without my input, it's going to be an absolute golden asset. There's going to be no comparison to using a main contractor and having your own team. And this is what I'm really kind of pushing. I think the landlords out there who have enough jobs, you could really disrupt this building market because it just tends to be the managers that have the sort of the, the, the back end stuff because it, it's so, so intense. If you're able to just shoulder that burden until you get uh, build a bit of a reputation up, turn out a few HMOs, you'll have a, a really long list of jobs that you'll be able to do. And then you can replace your role within that company. And then you have essentially a profitable company that you run um you can incentivize the guys by letting them have the profits because i don't make I, I don't make any money from steadfast um it's the ability of having a team that i know will do what they say they're going to do that's way more valuable than trying to get any monetary gain from this but again that's very risky because the, the reputation of kml homebug um is all interlinked with steadfast so if, if steadfast do a really poor job that i can't snake out and be like oh it wasn't my job i wasn't really you have to take responsibility so there's a big risk but it's definitely worth the rewards. There's lots of stuff that we're constantly learning about this build team and like the indemnity insurance, the employment liability, the CIS, the taxes, uh, the VAT rebates. And so there's a whole sort of Pandora's box of things that get basically revealed to yourself and then you need to learn them. But ultimately, I really do feel that it is you, you should do it if you're going to be a landlord and you can really dominate your space and provide a great service for other people because lots of people are getting screwed over with builders. Um, and although it's a lot more emotionally intense doing someone else's build, if you care and you're passionate about the job, um, it's in comparison, as I keep saying, it's definitely, definitely worth it. Um, so with you coming on board, because did, you didn't have any experience, really. You were a broker before, um, just managing different mortgages and getting clients loads of funds whenever they needed them yep. um how have you found the transition because it's like your role is typically just organizing health and safety and getting materials yeah. on and making sure all the rules on site are adhered to um well for me i always take a bit of a macro macro view on on these um challenges that can come up um and there's transferable skills Within that, yes, I was dealing with finance, um, which um, <clears throat> to to give you a handle on that was dealing with um, books of up to £60 million pounds, um, and specifically commercial mortgages as well. Um, but for me, I, I'm, I'm somebody who takes a very holistic view of stuff, um, and I like to think that I've got very good morals and... Um, like to be a bit of a perfectionist and taking a very close view of the property market I could see that there was um you know a lot of gray areas and um ultimately I I see the point of view of investors that they want <coughs> speed professionalism transparency um they want to know when completion is going to happen and, they, and at the end of the day they want to make a profit 
Um, from the bank's point of view, they, they, they want to know that there's as little risk as possible. Um, and from the builder's point of view, they, they just want to understand what work, what work is going to be carried out. So taking a very macro view on the situation, it was just about understanding, you know, what level of skill is there within the team? Um, what is the state of the property? Um, what does need to be done? What are the hard facts? Um, and work, work from there to... Um, backwards in, in regards to achieving the goals as quickly as possible and just having good communication. Um, of course, there's lots of, of grey areas, but that's always something you can learn as long as you've got a good team around you. Um, and it's been really, really encouraging that the, um, the team has been, you know, they're high calibre um, tradespeople. Um, and it's been it's been encouraging as well that the um, the landlord, Kelvin, is is gave really good feedback on the quality of work as well um, we've had good feedback from from the neighbors they've taken in, interest in the property i directed them to the social media and they actually came back and said they've gone away and had a look and they were um yeah they, they, they were wanting loads really of free free work weren't they <laughs> yeah well that that came on early on early on when, you know when we were new on the scene and they weren't wondering what was going on with all these vans being around but um yeah, that sort of died down, and they they've actually become um, yeah little cheerleaders for us. We found yeah. so um, so yeah, it's all going in the right direction, um, and luckily it is all about having that good team there. Um, and, and when you're there on the ground every day, you can understand what the problems are and help resolve that, iron them out, and as long as everyone's happy, it'll all move in the right direction. Um, it's just about exercising patience through the process, really. And Louis being chucked in at the deep end, like he's doing a seven bed, and then the next one, it's going to be a, a 14 and a 13. And I'm going to be like, Club Tropicana set you free. <laughs> um, and so, where do you start? The question's got to be asked. If you're wanting to do this and you want to set up your own team, uh, you see a niche in the market, you're, you're seeing loads of people get screwed over by um, the short term thinking, like the money on Friday, not the money in the future, people, I call them. Um, a good place to start is where I found. Um, uh, our trades is we found a brilliant one in the builders talk group so i put a few posts out and i was inundated by the offer that i made and it was basically these profits get split between the trades uh, i will manage it i'll do all the back end stuff uh, i just want a team that i can rely on and then we got a few laborers just from facebook and the, uh, we've swapped out people uh, and now we've got a really well keen team and there's a real great culture so one thing you really need to be careful of is the culture because you've got these like really really negative people who will just complain and there are always issues problems and it's always going to be difficult there's always things that you need to overcome but if you have positive upbeat people who are very nonchalant and don't take things to heart it can run like an absolute dream and then you have this ace in the hole more deals stack for you because you've got your own team you you get the joy of being able to provide employment and paying them really bloody well as well um to basically it's done on a sort of the more value you give to the market the more money you get paid uh, and then that's split round to everyone so everyone's really incentivized and um once you you get it systemized a bit more it takes less and less and less time and you can eventually get it to the point where you're just tweaking here and there and there's not really much that you need to do um it, it, it's an absolute ace in the hole so that's why i encourage you even if you're um one or two deals i, I wouldn't do it then but when you get to the stage where you're constantly churning at 
bigger deals, bigger developments, bigger HMOs. You should definitely set up a subsidiary construction company. Um, and I say, as the way to do that, it's recommendations, speak to the blokes, get them out there, have a core team, and then be able to expand for the bigger jobs where you have people on price work, uh, but you have your core team on day rate. Some people might disagree with that because I know there are big developers out there who have no one on day rate and they just have a few um, people who are on salaried um, and then they then manage the jobs and then they then scale to having more people on price work. Um, so there's so many ways you could do this, but I'm telling you and sharing the way that it's worked for me is having a, a core team, a plumber, plasterer, a chippy plasterer, builder, plasterer, uh, and then a project manager, two laborers, and it's working like a dream. And I can't recommend it enough. Um, and again, so that's all we're going to be discussing today, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, we had two weeks off because I was weak and unwell, but now we're back to full strength and we'll be churning these episodes out more and more and more. So thanks for your time and thanks for joining us, Louis. Thank you very much.